0: host, Rebecca Valentine. Uh, this is the second episode of a new series that we're trying out. If you've read the site regularly, you might have seen a regular column called Why I Love, in which we enlist folks in the games industry to write a little bit about the games that have inspired them or shaped their journey as developers, creators, and game makers. It's a really great column, and we are still doing it, which, by the way, if you're interested in that, do drop us an email at news at gamesindustry.biz and let us know. Uh, But we also wanted to talk in more of a conversational style with people across the industry who may not, you know, they may not want to write a whole column about a game that they love for whatever reason. So here we are, Game Developers Playlist. Uh, Last time we chatted with 343 Industries' Aaron Lindy about his inspirations from Earthbound. And this week we have our second guest, an absolute delight. I had the pleasure of meeting him at PAX East to talk about his current project, a glorious Alice in Wonderland Undertale RPG fever dream called She Dreams Elsewhere. Um, This is Davion Gooden, a solo developer of Studio Zavir. Hi, how's it going?
1: Ah, uh, you know, everything's on fire, but other than that, I'm just peachy.
0: Yeah, I realize it's a bit of a loaded question these days. I, I <laughs> apologize for that. Um, we will. We are going to talk about video games, though, which can be lovely. Um, and before we get into the games that inspire you, I, I really want to know a bit more about your work and your history in games. Tell me how you got your start in games. You're you're not that old, but I know you've been doing this for like seemingly your whole life, basically.
1: Yeah, that's oh my god, that's I really have been doing this for way too long, but yeah, I am uh 22 years of age. Um, this is actually my tenth anniversary of like being in just doing like games. Um, and it's yeah, and I started when I was in fifth grade. Uh, I downloaded a game maker uh, just randomly off the internet. Had no clue what I was doing, and honestly, I still don't. Um, so I kept working with that, and then I was like you know, I have no clue like how to like make the character move, so that's it for my game dev career. So I put that down. But then like, a few weeks later, I learned about RPG Maker, which we're going to talk about a little later. But, um... Yeah, so I kept like, you know, working with that, and I was like, hey, this is pretty cool. Uh, so I kept making like, hobbyist games like throughout the years. Uh, eventually transitioned to doing uh, more of a commercial projects, uh, which eventually led to CGMS elsewhere, which I've been working on for about four, four and a half years. Uh, four and a half, two. Four and a half years—way too long, by the way. Um, and yeah, here we are.
0: So you were doing all of this while you were still, like, still in school. Like, it sounds like middle school, high school, and just through all that.
1: Yeah. Again, way too long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> were you taking any game development courses or doing anything educationally related to game development as well, or just?
1: Um, for game dev specifically, not really. Like, I think. I remember my our, our middle school had, like, one thing very briefly about, like, just computers in general. Um, but kind of related to that, I did theater all throughout school, like, yes. from elementary school to end of high school. Yeah, I, I love theater so much. Um, and so a lot of those techniques that I learned there uh, directly kind of I crossed over with, like, game dev, too. So, in a way, it, it, it was there a little bit.
0: Okay, wait, I have to ask about that. I know this is a podcast about something else, but what theater techniques translated to game development?
1: Oh, God, I could go on all day. But, all right, so, most of my, the bulk of my, like, theater stuff, like, comes, like, throughout all of high school. And in my high school, we had a program called Ensemble, which is, um, it's kind of like a mix between, like, all types of, of uh, types of, like, theatrical experiences. So you have, like, acting, dance, uh, ensemble work, uh, stage combats, stuff like that. Um, and I also, like, directed and wrote uh, in, like, our school's, like, play festival that happened to. Uh, and, yeah, it just really just comes down to, like, you know, staging and blocking and just being able to kind of direct the scene and, like, set an atmosphere um, while also kind of, like, working within the limitations of the stage, so to speak. So... That's always been, like, a fun little thing to struggle with.
0: Yeah, that is so cool. I'd never heard of anything like that before. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, you... She Dreams Elsewhere is your... You said your first commercial product. Have you have you done any other little games that are available anywhere else before? Or is this is this really the first thing that's coming out to p- public eye?
1: Yeah, so I released a few um, just, like, free RPG Maker games back in the day. Uh, we don't talk about them because they're, uh... Yikes. But, um... <laughs> yeah, I... So the last one that I released was probably, like, 2013? Uh a little project called Super Rope War that I made for a game jam. Um, but then beyond that, like, I had worked with, like, some commercial prototypes before She Games Elsewhere. Um, and it was kind of like that classic, like, indie dev story of, like, hey, this game is great, but I have this other idea that's a lot better. Let me go work on that for a little bit. And then the other project just kind of gets the can. And it was that little cycle up until she dreams, and then I was like, you know, this this concept is like way too good to kind of race right right now. Uh, so I got development that and I thought it was going to take you know six eight months, and yet here we are now, four and four and a half years later. <laughs> Mistakes were certainly made.
0: <laughs> we're because it looks pretty cool, I got to play it a little bit at Pax East, and I had a really good time. And I, I want, I definitely want to give you um, a chance to plug She Dreams Elsewhere because this game isn't out yet. And if we're going to talk about something that's inspired your work, people definitely ought to know what work that is. So tell me a little bit about She Dreams Elsewhere. What is it? What's it about?
1: Yeah, so She Dreams Elsewhere is a turn-based surreal adventure RPG. Uh, you're playing as this comatose man named Thalia, and Basically, you're not having a good time right now. You got to find your way out of your coma, find a way to wake up, find out just how it all happened, and basically just have a horrible trippy experience throughout the entire way.
0: <laughs> it's uh, it, it was very visually striking when I saw it at PAX. It was kind of in black and white, but then there were just these kind of flashes of like neon color here and there, and this just absolutely incredible soundtrack too.
1: Yeah, I I love vaporwave, and I just love. <laughs> Like, all the colors that are in She Dreams are, like, just my favorite colors of all time. So, like, I was like, yeah, like, that's, we're doing this. We're making this happen. It's a thing now.
0: (laughs) And you can pet the dogs.
1: And you can pet the dogs. Fun fact, I actually put that feature uh, at PAX West, like, literally the morning of. (laughs) And by the morning of, I mean, like, I put it in it. I finished the final touches, like, five minutes before my Uber came to the convention center. Oh,
0: my gosh. That's wild.
1: And I'm so glad it didn't crash that much. it only crashed once, so thank god it
0: was was this the, your this was your first time showing a game at a pax or was it not
1: Technically, yes so it was the first time on the actual show floor, but I had been uh to Pax West a few months earlier and i i was the i d at xbox showcase around there and right, right. a few other like mini showcases but uh yeah, the show floor's like such a different vibe, and I wish it could happen again this year but Sucks. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a it's a weird time. Um, so you were you were at the ID and Xbox showcase. So the game's coming out on Xbox and what else?
1: Uh, Xbox, Steam, uh, and maybe some other platforms, but you know we'll see. Stay tuned.
0: Um, so that I mean that kind of leads us into the focus of this chat. You know, you, we've talked. You've got this game that's an RPG that you made that kind of you know was sort of sprung out of you working with other RPGs in RPG Maker. Um, and when I originally asked you about you know what game you wanted to talk about uh for for this podcast we definitely mentioned earthbound at pax east um i I think like we mentioned undertale because there's you know kind of some visual inspiration going on there um but you had this like really delightfully unusual pick um you wanted to talk about rpg maker as a game that had inspired you and that's just like an incredible choice because it's a game making tool not a game but I think a lot of people got their start in it because it was this very accessible thing that you could just, like, find on the internet and use, and we all played a lot of other people's little RPG Maker games growing up. Like, I'm not a developer. I've never made a game before, but I messed around in RPG Maker as a kid. Like, I know what that is. Uh, So tell me, you you kind of alluded to it a little bit before, but, like, what was your first encounter with RPG Maker like?
1: Yeah, it's like you said, like, it being, like, so accessible, where... You know, me being in fifth grade, having no clue what I was doing, you know, me using Game Maker, I was like, okay, I don't even know how to make the character move, like, just whatever. But it's like, you get an RPG Maker, and you can, like, move the character, like, from the moment you start up the engine. And I'm like, okay, you got, you have, like, that, and you have, like, the ability to have, like, a fully featured, like, battle system from the get-go. So it's like, all right, we got, like, essentially most of the hard part of the way. You got the basics established. Now you can kind of go and just do whatever crazy thing you want to. Um, So I started doing that. um, And it was really great too because the community back then, and even more so today, is it was super helpful and like they were always just so supportive and everybody was just sharing their games, like sharing experience, their advice. um, And it was just really just like this bastion of like creativity. And I think that's what I really love the most about RPG Maker where it is like, you can just like hit the ground running and just make whatever weird stuff you want to.
0: Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I don't remember what version of RPG Maker I touched back in the day, but I remember it being, you know, fairly simple to follow, right? And, and it had all the stuff already built in, right? Like you could import your own music or sprites or whatever you wanted. But basically, if you wanted to just mess around and make a little character walk around a little town and go into a dungeon and fight some monsters, all you had to do was kind of follow the menus and you could just do it. But it also, it seemed like it helped you sort of understand how, I guess, like, flags and things worked and how, like, like developer things worked, right?
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, like the eventing system in RPG Maker is just, it's so streamlined. And, like, I I will say I do have, like, s- some gripes with it, but, like, for the most part, like, it really does teach you kind of, like, what you really need to do to, you know, kind of, like, structure the flow of your game and how to, like, you know, cut things off, make things happen, yada, yada, um, and also, like, going back to the community, like, it's, like, all the resources out there are just, just, it's just such, like, a helpful, like, resource, and it did put me in that developer mindset, and, uh, I was talking to a family member not too long ago, um, and he was saying, uh, that, like, hey, like, if you're a game developer, like, you must, like, like you're not able to like play games like normally now like you just kind of see things like as a game developer and at first I disagreed with him and then I was like actually yeah like you know playing games now I can kind of see like okay like I know like where to go here just because like the developer put so-and-so here like there's a lightning effect here this thing's gonna cut off here like just stuff like that so it's pretty crazy yeah what do
0: you remember what version of RPG Maker you started on?
1: So I started it with VX, which, in my opinion, is like the most trash version. <laughs> not gonna, yeah, it's all right. So the history of RPG Maker is very weird and fun, but basically it started out um, with RPG Maker 95, which released in uh, I want to say 95, but yeah, I could be wrong. <laughs> but um, and then there was a the PS1 version, but it really blew up with the 2000 version, and that's when uh. The man, the myth, the legend himself, Don Miguel, he uh, he essentially took an illegal version of it and translated it into English and released it on the internet for free.
0: Uh, that might have been the one I started on. Whoops.
1: Yep, yep.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what I
1: <laughs> Yeah, and he just put it out on the interwebs and it just blew up from there. So then you had uh, 2003, a little bit after that, uh, XP, which is the first one that was officially released in English. Uh, VX, which is the one I started with. Uh, VX Ace in 2012, which is the actual good version of VX, quote unquote. Uh, and then there's MV, which is what I'm using to develop She Dreams in right now. And then as of last week, there's a new version coming out that's going to be announced in less than 12 hours. So very hyped for that.
0: Oh gosh! <laughs> It'll—I ar- mean, when this goes live, it'll already have been announced. So that's kind of exciting.
1: Yeah. And like all each one of those versions are like still used by the community to this day. Like everybody kinda has like their own specified version, like based on like just personal picks, like what they want for their game, yada yada.
0: So you're you are still you're you're actually developing She Dreams elsewhere in RPG Maker. Is it, I, it seems like that's working very well for you. Are there like any limitations that it has that are you're kinda of bumping up against or you know, is it
1: Yeah, it's I guess the biggest thing is just like going, like you know, it's gonna be on Xbox and maybe other things. I don't know, you know, I don't make games, but uh, <laughs> it's so MV right now only out the box supports uh PC, Mac, Linux, uh, iOS, Android, and web deployment. Um, everything else is like you gotta find your own way to do that, and uh, so far that's been a huge pain. There we're. Me and Whitethorn, my porting company, we're making pretty good progress on it and finding out like different solutions. But it's not like Unity where it's just kinda you know, like I d I don't know much about Unity. So you know, I'm not saying that Unity has like kind of like a click you click one button and like it does it. But it's
0: Port to switch button. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I I would pay so much money if RPG Maker had that. Like, oh my god, that would just make my life so much easier. But um yeah, you have stuff like that and It also just has, like, other, like, little quirks. Um, It's mostly just with, like, the editor itself, where, you know, I just wish things were a little bit more streamlined, and other things I wish were a little bit more complex, just because, like, Sea Dreams Elsewhere is a little bit more of a complex game. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of a bummer. And it's also weird, too, because as the RPG Maker versions have progressed on, they've, like, added on uh, certain features, which in other engines are, like, pretty standard like in nv like we just got the ability to have a built-in options menu and built in op- and mouse support and just stuff like that so it's weird little quirks like that that are kind of annoying but you, you get around them pretty quickly
0: yeah of course so i you, you don't have to tell me if you don't want to but you started out you know making rpg maker pretty early making games in rpg maker pretty early on can you tell me what kinds of stuff you were making like first crack at it
1: Oh, Reb. Reb, <laughs> Reb, Reb.
0: You don't have to tell me. but No, I, I... will,
1: because it's hilarious. <laughs> but, um... So my very first game, it was called Last Fantasy. Uh, no relation to another title <laughs> by a similar name. Even though it used the exact same font, and it used copied music from it, 100%. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, it was... Like really, a lot of my initial games were kind of like the generic, like you know, you're an anime protagonist, you're gonna save the world, go off, you do your thing, you're gonna find a charming cast of characters, quote unquote charming, uh, and just kind of go off and do your own thing. And they were pretty generic. They are not good in the slightest, and they also look terrible. Um, but I think the game that like really kind of like set the path for me to kind of. Like, do my own thing and she dreams like you know far down the line yeah. um i made a game called uh, the quest for black ops and uh basically you play as this girl in like the small little village and it's a day that a uh, call of duty black ops comes out and you have to go to the game stop to go get it but <laughs> of course being like this young girl like you don't have any money so you have to like do this like long fetch quests of like favors to other people to eventually get your copy of Black Ops, and one of them was just like, you gotta like rescue some dude's chicken and then bring it back to him, and which will like, get this other dude's med. It's it's weird. It's like I don't know. Sounds but- like
0: an RPG to me.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, but it was really fun. Like that was a game that like really taught me how to like, use event flags and like structure the game. Like and it was like it was a lot more like an adventure game. Um, so that was pretty cool. And so I kept making like literal tiny games like that. Um, and it was great too, because at that time it was like eighth grade and the spirit of game making for me back then, was like a lot more like, I'm just messing around having fun. You know, I don't care who sees this. Like I'm not even planning on showing this to anybody except for like maybe like the five people on the forums who would like ever like <laughs> even open up my thread, let alone download it. Um, it was like a lot more just like free form just for fun versus nowadays where it feels like you know there's like a lot more pressure both internal and external which is like make sure that it's good you know i'm second guessing myself a lot more um so that's kind of weird um i feel like i've gotten off track from the mr question so sorry about that no
0: it's all, it's, i mean it's all really interesting it's all about how rpg maker has sort of framed how you develop today and you're still developing an rpg maker so it, it kind of works perfectly right in this direction anyway so I sort of want to encourage it a little bit. You, you told me a little bit about sort of the games that you made when you were first starting out but you know you've gone through multiple different versions of RPG Maker over the years and I'm curious as to how RPG Maker as a whole but also you have evolved as a developer working with it over time to get better and keep improving and learning new things and using new tools.
1: Yeah I think so the biggest thing is definitely like finding like my own creative voice. Um, you know like I said like the initial games are like the most like Generic like bare bones like, you know RPG like stories and mechanics and you know yada yada but you know as I went on I kind of started like experimenting doing stuff a little bit more out of the box or just doing stuff that like I personally appeal to um, And I think that really came to a head when I was in high school um, and that's when I started like having like all those prototypes and like having like a bunch of, like different ideas And, like, I was actually writing, like, full scripts for these games, too. Like, an actual, like, movie script Mm -hmm. format. Um, And one of those games, it was, like, through the halfway mark of high school. And I think that was the biggest turning point. Um, And it was called uh, The Amazing Office Adventures. Mm -hmm. And I later later changed the name to The Bravest Developers. (laughs) But essentially, it was about uh, your, like, this new hire at a game development studio uh, back in the 80s. And... You're kind of going through, like... You're essentially trying to prevent, like, the next, like, gaming crash. Um, And each of the levels were about... They each, like, kind of had, like, their own, like, very, like, little setting. Like, so, like, one of them was, like, in a game jam. Another one had you go into, like, a game convention. Another one was, like, your boss, like, has, like, this weird, like, drunken night. And you have to, like, go out and find him. It was really weird. But that was the game that really like, put me on to, like, being able to create, like, these super, super varied, like, settings and, like, levels, while also, like, having, like, my own, like, kind of personal, like, creative touch of it. So I just kind of kept doing that. Um, And now that I think about it, that was actually the game that, like, directly led into She Dreams Elsewhere. So a lot of those, like, same design concepts carry over.
0: How so? Can you be more specific?
1: Yeah, just... Like going back to the whole, like, varied levels. Like, I think a lot of RPGs, like, fall into the same trap of, like, their dungeons are, like, very samey. Yeah. <laughs> um, Versus me, like... So one of my favorite games is Paper Mario with a thousand-year doing Yeah. And in that game, that has you, like, going through... Like, it's not just, like, the standard, like, oh, here's a dungeon, here's a forest, you know, yada, yada. It's, like, you're going to fight in a like wrestling competition for an entire (laughs) chapter you're gonna be on a train for an entire chapter you have to like solve like this like murder mystery throughout the entire thing and it's just it's very stuff like that that they don't usually see where the level design itself like directly like enhances like what you're going through too um so i just love like just doing stuff like that and yeah and just having like that own like little personal uh often comedic touch to it too and Like, you can really tell that, like, the designers, like, they had fun making that game. They had, they really put their own, like, personal touch into it, and that's what I'm trying to do with this, with She Dream Seltzer, too. That's
0: really cool. So you, you've talked a few times about the, the community surrounding RPG Maker, um, and you also mentioned when we, you know, talked about doing this podcast that there were multiple games that you played from others that also inspired you. What were some of those?
1: All right, so I've never, like, barely been able to talk about this game, because I love it, and nobody talks about it, and... (laughs) If there's like one specific RPG Maker game that really opened my eyes to what I could do with she James, it was this one. Uh, it's called Space Funeral, and essentially it's about you're playing like from the very get go of the game. Your parents kick you out, and it's like this weird, wacky world of like weird characters and creatures, and and you meet like you know your party member for the game called Leg Horse, which is a pair of legs and you go off and you're trying to essentially like save the world essentially but it's it takes an hour to play and it, like from the description it sounds like just pretty generic if not pretty weird but it's a game where each of those elements are could be a turn off to a lot of different people and when you put them all together none of them should work like it has like art style was like made in ms paint and it looks like a child drew them the music is, like, a mix of, like, 60s, like, surf rock and, like, 80s Japanese electronica. And, like, there's one track where throughout the entire area, it's, like, literally, like, this woman in this distorted voice with this, like, demonic speech. And, like, the screen is, like, just blood red the entire way. And and the gameplay is, like, the most, like, bare bones, like, simple, like, RPG mechanics. like Like, none of it should work but then when you put them all together, it's like the most unique and special and amazing and most memorable experience that I've ever played in like my entire like gaming life. And it also helps that like, you know, it's free and also it's only an hour, but it like, it left such an impact on me where it's like, Oh, like you can combine like so many different unique elements that I like personally, I've never seen that in like an RPG or even like any game for that matter. Um, And it all just works. And I think, it really goes back to like having that like personal like almost auteur creative vision. Um, so I love that game. I would highly recommend anybody just go out and play it. It's amazing. It is the trippiest, most funniest game that I played. So definitely go check it out.
0: It definitely sounds like. The kind of game where sort of the the limitations kind of imposed by, you know, using something like, and and not to be down on RPG Maker, but there are limitations to using it. And it sounds like the kind of game where those limitations actually end up inspiring people to make more interesting, weird, personal things, like you said.
1: Yeah, it's like you have that, like you have the, like I said, you have the basics like right there for you. And the creator of the game, he was like, all right, like. I got all this stuff. I'ma just make whatever weird thing I want to. And then he did it and it was amazing.
0: <laughs> Were there any other games that you played that you wanted to mention too?
1: Um, so another one is off uh which came out I wanna say two thousand seven, two thousand eight, question mark. But um I think if you look at the art for off, that is like like you see a very clear line from that game to She Dreams Elsewhere, where like it's like a lot of it is like in the black and white with like splashes of color. Uh, it has a lot more color in my game, but um, essentially, you plan as this dude named the batter, and you're on a mission to purify the world. Um, and it's like it's like Alice in Wonderland meets Earthbound meets like this art house French New Wave cinema type of experience with like a healthy dash of like ex- existentialism into it. <laughs> And the music is amazing. The art is amazing. Uh, and it's—it's it's really just one of the most. Like, if if you're into RPG Maker games or even just RPGs in general, like I think it's a must-play. Um, and that's another one that like really like uh, opened my eyes, like what you can do creatively with the engine and just with games in general.
0: David, I'm sensing a bit of a trend in the kinds of things you gravitate to: classic RPG, kind of dark, kind of weird, kind of trippy.
1: Yeah, that's me. Like, I like RPGs. I like weird stuff. I like cinema influences, and I love music. You put all that in a blender, and that's Jan Gooden.
0: <laughs> what? And, and I think I think you've touched on some of this already. But what what are some of the things that you absolutely love the most about working in RPG Maker and finding games through RPG Maker?
1: So, with the whole finding games part, um, I love like finding the games that are like, you know, like I said, it's like that clear, like personal creative touch, and oftentimes it is like by you know developers who like this is my first game or like you know I don't have like a lot of experience like actually you know developing games like I like personally like I don't actually like know a lot of like actual code code um but then like you see like these games like being made in it and they have like the most unique art styles the most unique you know stories and gameplay um and so seeing like everybody's different takes of the same engine that's why it's been like really cool and like really inspiring um and then for me, like, working with the engines, um, you know, I like that it's it really is so, so accessible. And it's also great because it's accessible in the way that, like, it's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it can run on a potato, essentially. <laughs> um, so even if you have, like, you know, a high-end PC like mine or just, like, the worst brick of a laptop, like, for the most part, you can run an RPG Maker game. So anybody can really play it.
0: Would you recommend? I mean, how would you recommend RPG Maker to other people who are just starting out in game development?
1: If you're just starting out, I would 100% recommend it. It's a really good way of like getting your feet wet uh, in the more of of, in the actual design element of game development. uh, Versus like like you're not like sitting at your computer and like staring at like code all day and like just like learning the ins and out of like the tech. As you wouldn't like a lot of other engines, um, so I definitely recommend it for that part. Um, and you know their their tagline is, "It's simple enough for a child, but easy enough for a developer." And I think that is, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty true, one hundred percent. With that being said, I probably wouldn't use RPG Maker for my next game if there is a next game, um, just because of, like those big like limitations. Like even, uh, console porting itself is like a huge, like, hassle, uh, and I'd rather, you know, I'd rather, like, make that process a little bit simpler. But then again, like, you know, CG of is, like, the culmination of, like, these past ten years. You know, it's my first big-boy game, <laughs> and, and I feel like I can kind of graduate to the next level, so to speak. Yeah. But I also make, you know, if I do make another game, uh, i also be playing around with RPG Maker in, you know, more, like, fun, creative, like going back to that free form like I'm just a kid having fun type of way so either way definitely recommend it yeah.
0: so if you make another game and I and and I don't in any way want to downplay your skills because Street dreams elsewhere is amazing but you did you did mention that you know you you don't maybe don't know quite as much about using something like unity or something like that you know how how are you looking at kind of that transition out of rpg maker into another engine if you decide that you want to work on something else
1: um well, I know I'd most likely be using Unity or, or Game Maker, but the tradition is like less for a technical part and more of like a creative and personal reason. Because it's like, you know, I'm also a filmmaker and I have like scripts in the works right now. And I made this realization the other day where, um, as a person, I get bored very easily. Like, I need variety in my life, and I don't like being and doing one thing for like a you know super long amount of time. Which is why I'm so done with, like, being – you know, being – like, working with for, for four and a half years, it's like, all right, that's been fun, but I need something else. Um, so I want to go back into film. Uh, and with films, you know, for the most part, you're with, like, one project for, like, you know, a year or two at a time. Uh, and for the next film, you might, like, take – you know, certain keep people along with you. But for the most part, you're working with, like, you know, new scripts, new cast, new crew. Like, just – new in general versus what like, i want to do with games um i would like want to like build up like a small team um and i would want to like retain that team too and i'd feel really bad if like you know i get bored like after like the next game if i were to make it like right after cgms and it's like all right like i'm gonna go make Davion type a little fun film deuces you know i just don't want to like you know just leave him stranded so i don't know it's 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 one of those like personal things I'm like figuring out right now, and it comes to the cost of like, you know, doing this when you're like fairly young, and also you're doing it in like the year that is 2020, and everything's just a mess and always changing. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. You, whether you go to film or games or whatever else you do in the future, um, is there anything? about RPG Maker or from RPG Maker, like a lesson or an idea or an inspiration that you will carry with you um, into future artistic pursuits?
1: So there's a lot of ideas that I've had uh, with both this game and just, you know, the games I made in general, where, you know, I'm looking at the engine and I'm working in it and I'm like, this might be outside of my, like, outside of either my personal, like, Development knowledge or just like the end its own limitations, but then just being like, yeah, like, might as well try it, see what works. And it, it goes back to like, you know, the theater stuff too, where, um, you know, one of the things I learned from that was, you know, we we're in rehearsal and someone has an idea, and when we all just say, let's try it, like, we don't have to commit to it, we don't have to, you know, like, just make it permanent, like, well, let's just try it, let's just see what happens. Um, and that's what I've carried on with RPG Maker, and that's definitely going to carry on with like really like the rest of like my the rest of my creative career. Cool.
0: Devian is there anything else that I didn't ask you about RPG Maker that you want to make sure everybody knows?
1: Definitely go and just support like any like other RPG Maker devs. Um, actually, let me—I want to shout out a few uh, few dope games coming out, go few dope it. devs, real quick. Um, so there's Amori coming out later this year, uh, by my friends and icon in the RPG Maker community, Archea. Um so she's done a lot for the community, like released a lot of great plugins a lot of great tutorials just advice for the community and just is a really just stand up girl um, in the whole like really RPG Maker world so she's like one of the heads of that uh, and that game looks absolutely amazing uh, so go check it out with listed on Steam, yada yada um, let's see who else is out there, who else, who else uh, oh, Black Crystals. Um, that's made by uh, Hint, a good friend of mine. It's like this lovely, like comic art style, and like your plan as... i can't even describe it. It's just like just go check it out. Black Crystals, amazing game, lovely developer. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, my friend Zsurf. Uh, he's making Ephemeral Tale. Uh, that's in early access right now, and it's also uh, well, it's probably gonna be over by the time this podcast comes out but it's also in the uh itch uh black lives matter bundle out now um so yeah just just go out and support your your friendly local neighborhood rpg maker developers and just like you know there's a stigma against rpg maker uh where you know people say like oh like a lot of the games like the trash like they all look the same yada yada um but ultimately at the end of the day like it's a tool like any other engine and the tool is only as good as the person like who's actually using it um so don't have that sigma just go out and like look for interesting games support the great games and rise up the people who are still you know just starting and like they're making the first stuff and yeah just just be excellent to each other in general
0: Seems like a really good note to end on. This has been the Game Developers Playlist. Uh, We will be coming out with new episodes on the regular, which you will be able to listen to on all good podcasting platforms alongside our weekly news show with the rest of the GamesIndustry.biz team and a second new podcast from my colleague James Batchelor, where he talks to industry figures about the five of the milestone games they've created. Uh, once you find us on a good podcasting platform, consider subscribing, so it'll let you know whenever another episode appears. And you can and should get your daily dose of news and insight into the world behind games at gamesindustry.biz. Davion, tell me, where can people find you in your games? Uh,
1: so me personally, I am at Davion Gooden, uh, D-A-V-I-O-N-N-E, G-O-O-D-E-N. Uh, that's Twitter and Instagram. And then, where she games elsewhere, uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Studio Zavere, Z-E-V-E-R-E. Go wish us the game. There's a free demo out uh, first hour of the story. Apparently, it's pretty good. It's what people have told me. I don't know for sure. So, yeah, Rev liked it. So, that's all I need to know. Um, So, yeah, wish us the game on Steam. It's coming out one of these days.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Damian, thank you so much. Have a great week, everyone.